I will persist until I succeed. I will persist until I succeed. I was not delivered into this world in defeat, nor this failure course in my veins. I am not a sheep waiting to be prodded by my shepherd. I am not a sheep waiting to be prodded by my shepherd. I am a lion. I am a lion. I am a lion. And I refuse to talk, to walk, to sleep with the sheep. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. I will persist until I succeed. This quote I took from the book, The Greatest Salesman. Um, I'm totally horrible at remembering authors' names, but if you want to read the book, I guarantee you, if you want to sell something, um, they have so many books out here, self-help books that help you do this and help you do that. Um, The Greatest Salesman book is a very uh, deep book. It's not your average self-help, I would say. Um, It more so gives you a deeper meaning and perspective of what it is that you're um, going out into the world to do. And so I just encourage you all, if you have time to check it out, I I really um, find myself reading this aloud um, every so often. I want to get more consistent with it every morning and every night because I realize that we are at war. Um, There's a war going on outside of our homes, and sometimes that war um, has the power to come and conflict us, then we become at war within ourselves. So um, just watching what I say, and it's not even more so that I want to, um, what's the word I'm looking for that I hear so many people say, oh, affirmations and things like that. Um, I don't do affirmations. Um, When I used to do affirmations, I felt like I was forcing myself to believe something that I did not believe. Um, So affirmations um, are no go for me. Um, I feel like there's something attached to affirmations that I don't agree with. And I guess it's perspective. Um, And that's just for me. I'm not telling anybody else that has to change your perspective of what affirmations mean to you. But to me... Um, I remember there was a point in my life where I was doing affirmations and, um, I just didn't feel connected to what I was saying. I feel like I'm forcing my, I'm saying something to force myself to believe something. Um, so it's weird now that it's, it just, just do it, just do it, just say whatever without believing it's an affirmation, without believing, you know, whatever is attached to it, just I don't know, it's it's like second nature to me now because I have so many stickies posted on my wall, but it's not the same as before when I would post stick notes on my wall um, because I believed in these things that I wanted to become. Now, no, these are not considered affirmations to me because these are things that I read and I take from the book that I'm reading and I write it down. If there's a quote that I truly like, I'll write it down and I'll you know, if I'm walking past, I'll happen to glance at it and remember that it's there. But I don't feel as though the pressure of I have to say something in order to believe it. I know it sounds weird, but I'm going to acknowledge it for me as growth because I remember there was a point in time where it didn't resonate. And um, I just ripped everything down because I was just tired of feeling like I was trying to convince myself of something. Or, you know, they just tell you when you're going through things or when you want to crush your goals and all these things um, to read daily affirmations. And it's just like, no, take what resonates with you if you feel a resonation to it. So that's the thing. I wasn't feeling a resonation to the things that I was um, saying to myself before as opposed to now that I deeply resonate with these things and that's why I write them down and I post them so that I can remember them. I don't post them so that I can say them every single day so that I can believe that this is who I am. I'm beautiful. I'm this, I'm that. No, I truly do believe I'm beautiful and it does not take an affirmation for me to 
understand or know that I'm beautiful. And it's just a thing, you know, it's these things that these affirmations that they're like, oh, um, say these things to yourself every single day. No, don't say these things to yourself every day. How about really sitting down with yourself every day, really deeply connecting with yourself every day? so that you get a deeper meaning of who you are, so that you get a deeper meaning of what you like, and, you know, you disattach yourself from what other people think you are. You disattach yourself from the outside world of their opinion of you. That way you don't have to post up these notes because you don't feel beautiful because of what someone else told you. No, when you sit down and you have a deeply connected conversation with yourself every single day, so the amount of energy that it takes for you to get up and say these affirmations are the amount of time that you can sit down and deeply connect with yourself, and identify what you're feeling and sit down and face yourself and face your emotions and face these things. And then when you can do that, you you know you're beautiful, you know you're strong, you're confident, nothing can stop you, nothing can hold you back besides yourself. Sit down. We are afraid. Like it's like I think that's what it was for me. And this is so crazy because this is not even what I intended to speak about. This is not even the topic of this episode. But I just feel so moved to share this because obviously it's on my spirit. Um, me reading this quote again. I didn't even have intentions on reading um, this quote from the greatest <clears throat> salesman ever, but. I felt it in my spirit again, so I'm doing it. This is not even my actual quote. <laughs> but I just wanted to, if this is here, it's, it's being said for a reason. Um, you know, so that's what it was for me. I was so disconnected from myself at the time where I was trying to convince myself something. And it was a surface thing. It was an external thing, you know. You can't, I always say this, and I said it before, I'm going to say it again. It's internal, external, not external, internal. You know, so... Reading these affirmations, um, they're basically saying, I don't know, I haven't done my research, but maybe it's something you start to believe. It's what you read. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Um, I was so disconnected from myself that even when I would tell myself, well, I write these quotes down and say, oh, I'm beautiful. I'll be successful. I'll be this. Um, I didn't feel a connection towards it because I didn't have that connection within myself. If you lack that connection, and when I mean connection, I mean we want these connections with everybody. Oh, I want to be with him. He won't open up to me. Are we opening up to these people? Are these people not opening up to us because we're not opening up to them? Like, we got to focus on ourselves first. So if we're sitting down and we're saying, oh, um, I'm beautiful, I'm this, you don't really feel it because you do not have a relationship with yourself and that's what I mean by connecting with yourself having a relationship with yourself identifying what you like what you don't like identifying who you are not who they say you are identifying with things within yourself that um, may have traumatically affected you at some point in your life where now you feel like you're not beautiful or these things go to the deep end root go down there to the root of it and, and, you know, figure it out and don't come out of that place until you have figured it out because it's not in those affirmations. It's going deep within. Why am I not beautiful? That's first. You don't want to say these affirmations without understanding why you don't feel beautiful in the first place. Whatever those sticky notes that are posted on your wall, whatever they are, right? You want to know why do you have to say these things to yourself every day in the first place? Because you can say them every single day for five years straight and still not believe it. Because there are some things that needs to be reworked at the root that you must get to first. And once you get there and you identify those things, those sticky notes are going to vanish, come down one by one, because you're going to know you're beautiful because you took the time to figure out why didn't you feel beautiful in the first place. It's not in the affirmations. It's all inside of you. And then if you choose to keep the affirmations up, then that's fine. So this is something that, like I said, every time I come across it, I read it. Um, I say it out loud as I read it in the beginning, as I read it in the beginning, um, is how I read it to myself. And I even, um, read it with my son a couple of times me and my son do sight um 
these beautiful wordings um, every morning and night. Being that school is out, um, he hasn't, we haven't been consistent because he's been back and forth between me and his dad. But um, one of the one of the beautiful quotes, and it's not even a quote, it's like a picture he found when we were shopping. And he was like, I want it, I want it so bad. And um, let me just tell you it really quick. It's um, superhero, it's a superhero kind of um, saying superhero be brave when you're scared protect when you see injustice be strong when you're weak be humble when you're victorious and most of all be yourself and that was something like he he knows it without looking at it now it's so easy we brought it he didn't know it we read it and then it became second nature to him so it's like you know these are things that I just want him to remove within himself. He doesn't even have to look at it. Sometimes he's in my bed and we're seeing it together. He doesn't have to look at it. It's ingrained inside of him already, you know, and, and I tell him all the time, you can read something and just read it. No, we're not here to just read these things. No, we're here to really understand and let these words deeply resonate into our soul because he can say it and then I'll find that something happens and it scared him or you know he's not really aligned with what he's saying and it's like I get it he's a child but it's my job and my duty to remind him that he is a superhero to remind him that he's very brave you know and to continuously encourage him in that direction instead of just let him read it and it means nothing to him he just read it and he's going about life no and that's how I felt when I would read quotes. But I'm adult. I'm an adult. I, you know, it's up to me to um, say something that means something to me and resonates with me, or say something just to say it and go about my day. No, right? Okay. So I spent damn near 12 minutes on this whole entire thing. I felt moved to say it. So boom. Going forward, this is my sexy morning voice. In case you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> It's 8.30 a.m. here, and it is currently July 11th, and I think the 11th is a very special day. It has to be, because I recorded my last episode on June 11th, and so now I'm back um, July 11th. I don't know if I'll be back um, August 11th, (laughs) but um, wow, so much has happened in a month. And I know everyone else feels the weight as much as I do. Um, But I can say I feel more centered and grounded um, as opposed to when I came to you guys highly emotional before um, in a state of frustration, um, (sighs) out of it, you know, just overwhelmed by everything. And I think ever since that time, I actually um, cut back myself from social media um, I was trying, but I just, uh, matter of fact, yeah, that was the last probably, and it, yeah, it's so crazy because the months are going so fast, but I have not been back on Instagram since because, you know, what I'm realizing is that we are in control of what we give our attention to. And I think that's the most beautiful thing is that we control you know, when something doesn't feel good to us, um, when we see something that just takes us off, um, or when we, you know, whatever we see may make us feel something, uh, whether it's a sad emotion, a frustrating emotion, an angry emotion, whatever it may be, you know, the beautiful thing about it is we get to choose what we give our attention to. And it's like, I want to be in the known. I want to know what's going on. But is it making me feel good or is it making me feel better? Um, you know, and not everything should feel good. You know, I'm not saying we have to live this life where nothing shouldn't feel good. Um, but everybody has their tolerance level. And my tolerance level is, um, you know, I don't like to see too much violence. I don't, you know, that those things really... Um, does really bother my soul so I just try to stray away from it knowing that regardless of whether I've seen this what was happening at the time or not um, I'm still in pursuit of what I was initially starting out to do to begin with you know this is just confirmation of why I must continue to keep going Um, so I was able to um, just get myself out of that loop which was hard you know because I don't want to say it becomes addicting, but when something happens, you want to know what happens next and what happens next and what happens after that and what happens after that. And 
for me, that's what it was. I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. What's going to happen next? And you wait, and you see what happens next, and you see what happens after that. And then you notice, like, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. Like, oh, this happened? Wow, okay, what's next? And you just see it keeps getting worse, and it gets worse. So I'm just like, okay, let me take myself away. So when they had killed, when the cops had killed um, Rashad or Rashad um, in Atlanta, I didn't see it um, until someone told me about it because I just, like, completely took myself off of social media. And um, when he told me, it was actually a cop, they were just attacking him. And he told me, oh, did you see it? And I was like, no, I didn't see it. And he was like, well, when you see it, I don't, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to see it. I actually did watch it, but not because of that. I just wanted to know, like, what was going on because I just couldn't understand it. Everybody was talking about it. And... It wasn't surprising to me at all, honestly. Um, sadly, you know, this is just... <laughs> and I think it was the audacity because of everything that's going on. This is still happening in the same sense. So, like I said, it wasn't... It wasn't... I could have went without seeing it because it was so predictable. Like, we, we knew how it was going to end, sadly. Um, but during that time, I guess <sighs> I had to find some really creative ways to channel um, what I was feeling and to kind of get myself off of that frequency Um, because like I said once you get on you want to know it becomes addictive what happens next what happens next right and so to take myself away from that I had to process everything that I had seen in that time frame and it was really hard because yeah I know I don't like the word hard but it was really challenging you know, because it's the, this is reality, you know, I have to look at my son and see his brown skin is a threat to someone in this world, or, you know, so I, I started doing better, things were coming along, I was like, you know what, let me shift my focus, I began to shift my focus, I began to educate myself on ways to get out of the space that I was in, or even just ways that I can change my life at this very moment, um, that I had been already telling myself and writing down for years now, and I've made so many excuses, and that was another excuse because my focus was, was over there, so I didn't have to focus on what it was that I really um, wanted to do. You know, sometimes we make excuses when we don't feel like doing something, but um, I was able to just shift my focus and begin to focus on, um, you know, what could help me really get away from you know, not get away from, but really help take myself um, out of the environment that I'm in, right? Just living in these environments, seeing um, what we're up against and seeing how black and brown people are constantly being attacked, you know, especially because they feel like we're not worth anything, our lives don't matter and things like that. Um, And just being in these communities where it's a lot of black on black crime, the cops are coming in definitely into these communities and you know, killing our youth and just whoever, whatever, whoever feel like grown men, little kids, you know, beating up on these kids, you know. So, you know, I just know I don't want to raise my son in an environment like this. And that's not to say, you know, because anything can happen anywhere in the world. But I just feel like in these environments, your chance is so much greater, you know. So I don't have to stay here. I can go anywhere and still do the work here. But to be here, you know, the chances of survival in these communities are very slim. Um, And I think we've seen that in the last couple of months. It went from, well, I can't even say in the last couple of months, in the last month, we've seen the cops kill, um, what is his name, George. And then from there, we've seen the riots. We've seen, I don't want to relive everything, but then after that, you know, in that brief chaotic moment it went from one extreme to the next and I don't know if you guys see it I don't know where you guys are in the world where you guys live but there has been a lot of black on black crime there has been a lot of black men killing black men a lot of innocent kids in the mix you know and even I found myself in a situation where I was helping last weekend I was helping um I I watched the whole shootout happen I watched like four people get shot in front of me, um, and um, just getting all these kids to safety. And I was just, I was very angry at what happened and how 
disregarded these people felt um, and how there were kids there that could have got hurt. And then I actually found myself helping one of the uh, victims who got shot. And it was just a a full circle moment for me because, you know, I never, like when I, when these, because I grew up in environments where this happened to me at a very young age and I seen these things and it's, oh my God, I was so afraid. Um, I didn't even want to leave my house. It came to that point where I didn't want to leave my house. There was so much gun violence happening outside of my doors. And as I grew up, I, be, I started to become a product of that, running with dudes who were, you know, shooting at people. I was shot at many of times. And, you know, I feel like I was able to get out of that, that circle of life. I was able to get out of that. And my son being here changed my life indefinitely. And, um, you know, I found myself just on a greater path. And so when this happened to me, um, for once, I saw it happen. I saw it right in front of me, and I seen it from, you know how they say it, like, um, how can I say it? It's like I wasn't in it as I was, like, you know, because it happened, like, I became a product of it. I seen it as growing up, growing up, but for this time, I was outside of it. I was an outsider. Even though it was happening right in front of me, I was outside. I was able to see it in front of me, and, um... It was just a full circle moment of growth, in a sense, for me. Not not for what was happening in front of me, but for me. Because I, I've always told myself I would never, like, I was so afraid of it. I don't know. It's so crazy how you could be afraid of something, but because you've witnessed it um, so many times, you become it. I guess it's, like, inevitable. You become it. And, you know, even just getting out of that life and getting out of that life and knowing that that's not the life that I have to live. I don't have to be a part of things like that. And then to see it happen in front of me, it was like three stages of it. You know, I seen it, I became it, I got out of it, and now it's in front of me. So as I'm watching it happen, um, I'm, I'm angry because, again, there's children around. These people are for no reason. Someone could have lost their life. I'm telling you, it was for absolutely no reason. I literally watched it escalate. And it was just a great reminder of it's time to go. Not go for the night. It's time to get out of here. Luckily, my son was sleeping when um, everything had transpired. He was, the fireworks was just too much for him and he went inside and he went to sleep. And I was just so grateful for that because he didn't have to witness people running and you know, what was hot. It was just, oh my God. But it's just a constant reminder to me of why I have to stay focused and um, keep my eyes on the prize because I could have been hurt. You know, God, by the grace of God, he's constantly protecting me and this is not the first time. But, you know, those children that could have been hurt and these are family, you know. So, um, like I said, it's... Everybody has a problem. I mean, everybody has a solution for the problem, it seems. Yet, it seems as though the problem is getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, a lot of innocent children were killed over, these, over the course of these past couple of weeks. You know, and it, there's a lot going on this year. And, you know, I don't know what anyone else is doing, how anyone else is handling and dealing with and internalizing and processing what's happening. Um, but it's happening. A lot of it, it's happening, right? And I think this is the time for so many of us to internally go in and do the work. Because we can't continue to live... Um, or allow ourselves to just settle for what's in front of us and just take what's there. Because what I realize is us being in captivity the first couple of months of the year where we were being held captive because we just couldn't be out in the world because of this corona thing. We were all fearing for our lives, right? And 
what it did was oh my god it's just crazy like the whole world stopped and we were forced to sit down and you know I don't know how have people came out of that being that we're moving into these phases of reopening but what have you done to find out something new about yourself to learn something new about yourself whatever it may be during the time that you were in quarantine you know what have you you done and it's a it's a real deep and profound question because if you have done nothing you will continue to recycle recycle these whatever it is it will continue to recycle itself um because we have done nothing to change whatever it was that we've been everybody felt something nobody can sit here and say oh not me you know I'm fine I've been good you know life is good you know you can lie to yourself if you want but the reality of it is that you have to continue to live with that lie we have to continue to live with the lies that we tell ourselves right and so I'm just saying these things because it is my reality I'm grateful that I can sit here in this very moment and share my experience with you guys and be fully transparent and not sugarcoat anything. You know, these past couple of weeks have been very tough. This this past year has been tough, you know, but last week in itself was very overwhelming for me. Yet, you know, I still have to get up the next day and keep going knowing that I just seen something like this in front of me that has been a part of my life for and it's like I'm 30 years old I have not seen something like that happen in probably since 2009 10 I hear about it but it's been years since something like that has happened in front of me where I even had to help someone. I told my, I'm telling you, this is crazy. I've always felt so fearful of things. I don't, when I was in it and I became a product of it, I, by that point, I was out of it. I was gone. I was always on, I won't say drugs because I'm not a drug addict. I wasn't doing hard drugs, but, you know, I was smoking a lot of weed drinking with my friends every weekend so that kept me out of tune with myself and I just was like where's the fun and at that time violence just seemed so much fun to me for some reason fighting every weekend fighting drinking smoking with my friends that just seemed so much more fun to me I didn't have to really you know it was a deep it was like um smoking and drinking was suppression You know, I didn't have to live in the reality of what was truly happening to me because I stayed on, um, you know, I stayed uh, highly influenced and, you know, drinking my problems away. You know, I'm young. What problems do I have? You know, but it, it just seemed fun. And it wasn't really fun this weekend when it came back to me full circle 10 years later. I have a son now, you know, it's just crazy, like, and so, you know, and it's crazy, because I, I'm not hiding, I don't have anything to hide, but I definitely wasn't intending to share that, but I just want you guys to know, like, if you've listened, um, since the beginning, if I have anybody on here who has listened from the beginning of this very first episode that I believe I started, actually, last year, around this time, it's crazy. One year, um, my podcast has been out for one year. July makes one year. Look at that. I didn't even know. See, I'm just, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. But if you've listened to my podcast um, for the past year, you you guys see that I'm working extremely hard. And um, I'm trying every single day, you know. And this is what I am up against. You know, a lot of people who do these episodes and their podcasts, you know, I don't know how transparent they are, you know, about what's happening in their life. But I'm going to give it to you raw because this is my life. 
this is my life and I'm constantly fighting for my life every single day I want you guys to know my experience I want you guys to know that wherever I'm heading now I promise I'm going to get there nothing is going to stop me nothing is going to hold me back as I stated in the beginning I will persist until I succeed I will persist until I succeed meaning persist I will not stop until I succeed and I'm not talking about success in which is defined by society I'm talking about every goal that I have written in every book that I have will be checked off this is this year I noticed you know and these are the things just to show you like obstacles are going to come into your path you're not immune from any of these things because when that happened to me last weekend it could have been for me to get discouraged and say I don't want to do this anymore I'm sick of this I'm tired of this no it gave me the fuel to go harder because I have to do this I have to do this it's showing me Teresa you have to do this and I'm going to constantly stay in that lens because yeah it hasn't happened to me in 10 years but that doesn't mean it hasn't been happening I read about it I I see the pictures of people who have been oh this is a reward this person was shot at this time these are kids that's walking by reading about kids who was murdered in their own community there's work to be done. Life is not good. I don't care how well life is maybe going for me, how God protects me, keeps me safe in these things and makes sure that, you know, I don't need for anything. No, because there are people in this world that needs for things. There are people in this world that are constantly dying, that are constantly suffering, that, you know, it's so much to do here. No one can ever say, I am bored. I don't remember the last time I've been bored unless I was forced to be bored because I had to be still within myself to um, just be in tune with myself. And that's not boring. My son said he he says he's boring or bored all the time. Oh, I'm so bored. You don't want to play fight with me. I'm so he just has to be doing something. And I think that's one of the things that I'm working with to slow him down because no one in this world should be doing this, 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 this. There has to be a window where you're just not doing anything. Even if you have obligations, responsibilities, they can wait. Just sit down. Come here. Sit, sit. Come. Sit down. Sit down. No, no, no. Give me a phone. Come. Thank you. Sit down here for a few minutes. Just, just sit down for a few And then people can't do that because they have to force themselves to sit with things that they don't want to sit with. See, for kids, it's different. We know why kids' bodies can't stop moving. They're constantly energetic. They have way more energy than adults, you know. So, but for adults that are not comfortable with just sitting with themselves, it's suffering for them because they then when you sit down you all these negative thoughts are constantly resurfacing and you're thinking from one negative thought to the next and next thing you know you get where's my phone you find something in your phone that takes away from you sitting with yourself and that's what I meant going back to the beginning of this episode when I said um when I said what I talked about being deeply connected with yourself and building a relationship with yourself part of me building a strong relationship with myself meant that I had to face everything I didn't have social media to be in other people's lives and no I had to focus on my own life I deleted all of those things and at the time I had quit my job so my money was I mean my card which was oh my god I don't want to take all the way there but my card wasn't attached to any of my accounts so when I did um I mean to my iCloud account so when I did delete all of my apps I couldn't get them back because I would have to reset up the car and I didn't have no money in the car so I couldn't do it. So I was forced to sit within myself and focus. I was taken away from everything and that is how I was able to build a greater connection and a greater relationship with myself because I did the work and it's suffering. It's suffering. You will suffer. 
even if you feel like you don't want to sit down with yourself, trust me, there are other things in the world that you will suffer for. But mainly, they're deeply attached to yourself. So, all the time that you feel like, okay, I don't want to face this, I'm going to just be on Instagram for the rest of the day. Oh, look at this person's life. Oh my God, they're going through this. And look at this person's life. And it just keeps you further away from your life which is so much more easier to focus on other people's flaws, other people's downfalls. And it should be eye-opening to you, if you ask me. Because it should show you, yeah, you can't sit with yourself and you can't focus on, you know, you refuse to focus on the things that are happening in your life and that happen to you. And you find it um, more interesting um, to focus on other people's life and what they're going through. It should show you, obviously, that you're not the only person going through things. It's okay. The world is going through things. You're not going through it by yourself. Everybody in the world is going through something. You're not the only one. And that should help you redirect to yourself and go within. Because you know, sometimes it's like when you're going through things and you get on social media and you see everybody's living gloriously happy and everybody's doing these things, blah, blah, blah. Then you see, you hear about the stories of those celebrities who are going through it and you know all of these negative things that are happening in their life that's up for display for everybody you should be happy that yours is not up for display for everybody you should be happy that you have the privacy to work on your flaws your setbacks your downfalls whatever it may be in peace and in silence because no one knows who you are do you think celebrities are happy that when something happens to them the world gets to see it the, the world gets to laugh because that's what people are doing if you check the comments that's all people do is laugh and tear down yet your problems that no one knows about that's in secrecy only you know about your hiding so you know again right now the world is in a state of chaos it's a lot going on Emotions are very high, intelligence are very low, and, you know, we have work to do. You can never say you're bored. You know, even being on social media after a while gets boring, and then you have to find something else. Like, well, okay, I'll go online shopping. I've been there. I find myself there sometimes where it's just, I don't want to do anything. I'm not bored. I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to read. I don't want to educate myself today. I don't want to learn today. I don't want to do anything today. It's it's okay. You're human. But the next day when you get up, you get back to work. Don't let it become a habit that I don't want to do nothing today. Tomorrow comes. I don't want to do nothing today either. Tomorrow comes. You know what? I'm not doing anything anymore. No. Take your day, your day or two, your week, whatever you need. Whatever you need. Don't drag it. I said whatever you need. And then you come back. You know? Come back. So, this was my healthy mechanism because after that happened to me last weekend, um, I definitely, definitely needed um, an outlet. You know, I was, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was angry, but sis was scared. And, um, you know, when I came, I was like, I was going home, my son was staying with his dad, and I was like, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be home by myself. I was just, I was shaken up. So they came home with me, and then they still end up leaving, you know, because I had to go to work the next day. So I was just like, what can I do to take my mind off of what happened? And it's funny because um, before anything happened, that same day, me and my son was home, we were working on projects. And um, we did a project, and I introduced him to the Afro flag, um, which we had for years now. Um, when we would go to the African American Day Parade in Harlem. Um, and I remember, nobody really knows about this flag, because I remember walking with the flag, and a black woman asked me, like, oh, what does that, what kind of flag is that? What does that flag mean? And it hurt me, because she was, like, black. And I'm like, girl, how you don't know what the Afro-American flag is? But whatever, me and him learned about it. I taught him what the color red stands for, what the color green stands for, what the color black stands for. And that was our um, productivity for the day, you know, because he's not in school, he feel like he doesn't have to learn. Not with me. Um, so we were doing that, and then he was like, I want to draw and color. So I was coloring with him, and I don't know, coloring, even growing up, coloring has always been therapeutic for me. 
So, um, what I did was that night before I went to bed, I cleaned up, which is also therapeutic. You know, you got to find therapeutic things um, to take your mind off of whatever's going on um, or whatever has happened. So, it wasn't that I was trying to bury what happened and suppress it. No. You know, I had already sat down and came to the conclusion of, Teresa, you know what you got to do going forward. You know, don't attach yourself too much to it. You don't have control over other people, you know. Um, just, you know what you have to do now. And so um, I still was a bit shaken up. So what I did was I colored before I went to sleep. Um, I took one of my son's coloring books and I brought me some fresh markers funny that same weekend because um, I was coloring with him. But... I was on myself and I was just coloring. I read um, this book that one of my co-workers um, recommended, Tools of a Titan. And reading that book, it led me to some other books that I have um, that helped me journal. So I have this book called 300, 300 Writing Prompts. And um, this book just asks you 300 questions and it's so good. Um, I think I got it either from Target or Burlington. Um, I'm going to read a couple of the questions. I'm not going to tell you guys what I wrote, but I just think it's so cool. So um, one of the questions I've written down that was asked, what do you look forward to every week? Another one I wrote was, do you prefer taking risks or having a safety net? Another one is, what do you get in trouble for? The, what did you get in trouble for the most when you were a kid? Um, there's some questions here, just very intense, and I'm just like, oh, not ready to answer that. Um, write about three reali- write about three realistic goals you would like to achieve in your lifetime, which is so cool. Um, what's some other questions? So I do. So I did this before I went to sleep, and I told myself I would answer at least three questions, two to three questions every morning. And so Monday through Friday, that's what I did. Um, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. When I get off of this episode, I'm going to do three questions as well. Um, and I color. I notice that coloring every night before I go to sleep um, is very therapeutic. And it helps me um, because I have, I'm forced to be creative and find colors that, you know, make me feel good as I'm coloring. They have another question. What is the worst emotion a human being can feel? That's, that's, oh my God, like, powerful, right? Um, let me see if I can find one or two more. Write about a moment you felt proud of yourself. It's so cool. Um, it's just therapeutic. Are you like your mother, your father, or more like someone else? What is the best advice you have given? In what way do you not fit in with your family and what you grew up with? Describe the most beautiful sound you've ever heard. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, I like stuff like this. It's very therapeutic. And I find that just leaning more into um, therapeutic activities are really helpful. Um, for me so when I was reading this book and he was like he writes in his journal or he writes he and he asks his he asks himself I mean he has a book where um he has to write down three things he's grateful for every night or three things he's grateful for showing gratitude every morning three things and it was just like wait I have a book like that so I went and I found this book I bought this book two years ago because when I read it I mean when I opened it it said 2018, um, and I haven't wrote in it since. So it's like never underestimate when you spend money on something and you don't use it right away because it will be instrumental at some point in your life. So writing in it now um, is very helpful to, for me, and it's, I don't know, it's so powerful. I'm so glad that that book led me back to this book, Full Circle. And then I also have another book that's similar to this 300 Writing Prompts book, um, and it's more smaller, and it's just like the gratitude book, you know. Three things that you're grateful for, three things that happened to you today that made you happy, you know. But these questions are questions that challenges you to think, that challenges you 
to go deeper within internally. They're not external. They're not external questions that, you know, like, oh, which celebrity got donkey of the day or something, you know? It doesn't matter. You just get to answer questions for yourself that helps you in some shape, form, or way, you know, which is really good. So I recommend this book as well. It's 300 writing prompts. I actually seen it the other day when I was in Target. So they do still have it. Um, I like this one here. Write a diary entry dated 10 years in the future. And my friend saw me writing it. And she's like, oh, what was the question I told her? She was like, 10 years. She's like, I don't think I could think that far. I can, you know, in 10 years, I have this whole thing set. My son will be graduating high school. And I'm not going to tell you the rest of my business, but, um, you know, and even writing stuff like this, it's just, you're writing your future. You're in control of your future. You know, nobody else is telling you what your life is going to be like in 10 years. You get to choose what your life is going to be like in 10 years. And that's how I looked at it. Like, oh, write a diary entry. I'm always writing you know, so this was easy for me to write this, and it's dated to 10 years into the future. So it's basically me answering this question in the sense of what I want my life to be like in 10 years, not what I want my life to be like, what my life will be like in 10 years, what my life would be like in 10 years, and that I know because I'm going to take steps every single day. Not, I'm not going to wait till 10 years to year 10 to start trying to put these things into work no every single day this what I'm doing now is going to deeply reflect where I am in 10 years and that's something that I read I'm gonna get out of here because I guess I just talk too much because I'm nearing my 50 minute um limit well it's 60 minute um real quick so I read a quote one day I read it I wrote it down obviously I have to find it because I write so many quotes down but this quote was like um if you want to know what your life is going to be like in five years, look at what you're doing today. Everything that you're doing today is going to reflect what your life will be like within the next five years. So if you look at, if I look at today, um, my life is literally a reflection of what I wrote down and what I was doing five years ago. So I'm just excited to see what my life will be like in the next five years because everything I'm doing right now, oh my God, I'm just working so hard and I'm just (sighs) taking steps every single day. I know that there are obstacles constantly coming to my path. There are challenges that I'm constantly being met with, but none of those things are stopping me. Why? Because I will persist until I succeed. And um, we never got around to the other quote. Maybe it's a reason. Um, but maybe August 11th, I'll share that quote. <laughs> no, I don't want to wait till August 11th again. I don't know. It's when I feel it, guys. Um, and maybe that's why it seems like I'm not consistent. But, you know, I'm, I'm working hard right now. And I want to leave it here. This is a quote that I said that I just was, like, thinking and it, did, it deeply resonated with me um, very strongly. And I said, um, Harriet Tubman, <coughs> excuse me, Harriet Tubman wouldn't have been able to, wait, Harriet Tubman wouldn't have been able to free anybody if she hadn't freed herself first. And so when I'm silent, guys, I'm learning. I'm also overcoming things, right? So I can't be with you guys every week or every two weeks or every if I you know because it's like I I like to let my plants grow and I'm watering my plants and as they're growing I'm learning and then I get to come back and share my experience with you all but I say that to say I have to free myself first before I can free anyone else and so I'm currently in the stages of freeing myself first and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you guys And that is what Harriet did. She freed herself. She found the pathway. And what she did, she came back and she freed as many people as she could. And that is where I am right now. You know, I'm not an expert. I don't ever want to be an expert. 
I want to continuously know that anything that I'm learning now, anything that I know now, in a couple of years, my perspective will be different, and I will be different, and, um, you know, I'm constantly evolving, and I just want to share that with you guys. So, I don't know what the hell this episode is going to be titled, but you guys, it won't matter to you guys, because I'm saying this at the end of the episode. (laughs) Um... It's July 11th. Um, I hope you guys are staying strong, safe, healthy, and finding ways to channel, you know, what you're feeling daily. I just gave you guys some tips. Um, I gave you guys a couple of jewels. You got the Greatest Salesman Ever book, 300 Writing Prompts. Get you a journal. Um, Tools of a Titan. It's like a Bible the book is so much pages and it has everything in it and the person who recommended it to me I wanted to marry him (laughs) love at first sight but you know I appreciated him sharing that jewel with me and it's really helping me every single day um with my goals and everything and I'm sharing it with you guys I'm sharing things with you guys as it come to me right so if I took a month to get back at least I came back with something you know, you never leave somewhere and come back empty-handed when you haven't been there a while. No, you have to make sure you come back and you got something for people. And it's like candy for me. It's jewels. It's everything for me. And so I hope it's that for you as well. I'm going to leave it here. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I don't know when I'll be back, but I appreciate those of you who have stuck with me for this entire year. I appreciate those who have reached out to me. I appreciate those who um, are just constantly listening, tuning in. Um, I'm, a, I'm at about 15K listening so far. And that's a lot for me because when I started, I was like at 183 or something like that. So um, a year later, I'm at 15K listenings and I'm just grateful. Um, Sometimes I don't want to get on. I don't feel like talking. Um, You know, I'm not sure if people are listening, even though it says people are listening. I don't know. But again, thank you. And um, I hope everyone continues to stay safe, stay healthy, um, find a way to connect with themselves and, and Go for it. This is your life. This is your life. In 10 years, in 5 to 10 years, where do you see your life? Anything and everything that you're doing right now. If you want to know what your life is going to look like in the next 5 to 10 years, think about what you're doing right now. And be blessed.